Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Orgullo Hispano. My name is Hector Sabido, your host, and welcome to this podcast provided by the Hispanic Leaders Network. We thank you so much for joining us today. And before I introduce my guests, I would like to take this time to thank really our sponsor, uh, the Office of External Affairs from Baylor University for being our gracious sponsor during this podcast. We are so delighted and so uh, uh, grateful for their sponsorship and their partnership and all the work that we do. Uh, but at this time, I would like to introduce my guest uh, for this afternoon. It is uh, Andrea Zalumis, the proud owner of Thirst Coffee. And if you haven't been by there, uh, I would highly recommend that you go by there. In fact, uh, <laughs> they have some of the best coffee that you will have in the city locally owned. But there's also a cool story to it. And so before I talk too much, Andreas, thank you so much for joining us today. Man, thank you so much for having me. It, it is an honor to have you on the show, sir. I know we've been talking about it for yeah. a while. Yeah. Uh, but really, I mean, I've been a fan of yours for years now, sir, um, knowing the work that you do in the community and, of course, uh, a father and a husband to a beautiful family, yeah. a proud business owner. Uh, how do you do it all, man? Question, how do you do it all? <laughs> <laughs> man, honestly, like you said, it's just it's uh, it's been a built built up thing over time mm -hmm. we've run into each other right. for years now and I, that's how i'm doing it it's just people like you support from the community and just Wonderful. uh encouraging me to keep going so know. so I, I would like to uh we're gonna get to thirst coffee here in a little bit i want the audience to know a little bit about you so give us some background of you um I know you're not originally from the Central Texas area, but yeah. how you got here, yeah, um, and then some of the projects that you've really been involved in. Okay, uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I am 33 years old. Um, youngin, have, youngin. <laughs> <laughs> I know you say that, but every day I'm like, I don't know, I'm getting closer to it. Yeah, no, but um, no, I, I'm grateful for it. My birthday is March 10th. It just happened. So Happy just belated turned, birthday, sir. Thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, um, married, I have a wife, Bianca Zalumis, mm -hmm. uh, three kids and, uh, been in Waco for four years. Uh, -huh. uh personally, my background, I'm African. Mm -hmm. So I was born in Zambia, uh -huh. um, 
and I lived in Mozambique, and I came over to the States when I was 11. Okay. Did uh, you come over with family, with your parents? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My dad was working. He had some work he was doing in the U.S., so that's kind of how we got we came here. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, so that's kind of just like the beginning. Spent majority of my upbringing in um, the DMV area of uh-huh. Washington, uh-huh. Virginia. Um, and then from there, after high school and pursuing my wife to you know our college town um we moved to houston and that was 2014 uh-huh. and from houston we were there for about four years um and then after that we we moved to waco so we've been in waco since 2018. so what brought you to waco initially uh it was the 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 wanting to escape <laughs> the Houston the life, big city the life big city <laughs> life. Uh, I I've always had this like uh, this inclination myself to like want to work for myself. Uh-huh. Didn't really know that at the time, but I wanted to just do things that were feeling fulfilling to me. Sure. Um, and so I didn't see that happening in in Houston. Okay, uh, and my wife was working full time mechanical engineer wow and she was working a lot and we just realized that that was not what we were what sure. we wanted sure you know, or what we were ready for sure if, if anything and we just had a, our kid yeah. our first right. kid the so. first bit so how does the first kid now how uh, do you kiddos she's nine nine yeah so. so cora oldest she is nine second born mave she is three about to be four uh and then the littlest one dre he is Two. Two. Oh, oh my man. goodness all ages all ages you know so yeah but a beautiful family man i follow yes. you on social media and i love uh honestly the relationship that you have with your wife and your kiddos i think it is so important especially um as men mm-hmm. to have that relationship with your children yeah. and and to really cherish them you know people tell me all the time don't blink because it really goes by fast and it does yeah right? it does and like you yeah you can take it for granted and it's just like you can always try to catch up and like hey i'll i'll be there that one time but it's like there's so much that happens in between yep when you realize that and you know, so, yeah. Well, I also know um, you have a passion and a love for coffee. Mm -hmm. And I wanna talk about how did that develop? Where did that come from? Yeah, Um, and this is me being 100 with you. Please. Uh, I love coffee and I love uh, the the thing that coffee makes happen. Uh, which is gathering people together and like especially in the American culture Mm -hmm. uh, coffee shops are a big deal Mm -hmm. Um, so and I I worked in coffee for seven years and that's where I figured that like I I I got that like sure I'm good at this I can Uh do this and I understand it to a certain degree Um, but I'm more of a a creative I'm more of an artist that happens to have a coffee shop and I love in that. order to in order to bring some of the things to fruition that I've, I've done here in the city, just in my life, um, thirst was was part of it. Mm-hmm. It was bringing is the coffee cart. It was popping up at Cultivate. It was a farmer's market, getting to interact with people. Um, so, yeah, I love the coffee. I, I enjoy producing a good product. 
but at the end of the day, I think there's like another, there's another <laughs> alternative sure. to the coffee shop, sure, sure. you know, so. Well, you know, I think it, it, it's funny you bring up, you know, having your card at Cultivate, mm-hmm. because that's the first time I remember meeting you, exactly. uh, going in there and talking about you. And then the story that you had of um, how you really, like you said, an artist, but with an artist in general, mm-hmm. uh, but also you put that art artistry skills in doing yeah. your coffee because you really make your own coffee, correct? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's cool that <laughs> yeah. not too many people know that about you, I would say, or not too many people do that, at least here in Central Texas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I am roasting my coffee, um, and yeah, I, I've always, and that's the artist, artist in me uh-huh. is like, if I'm going to do something, I, I wanted to have my stamp on it. I want my hands to touch it and and be able to to know the ins and outs of what I'm giving out. Sure. So I can feel good about it. Right. Right. Um, and so thinking about growth in coffee it was like, yeah, we could be buying coffee off the shelf or uh-huh. off online or, or I could take the time and be in be in it and make it. Um, this beautiful thing. So. Right, right. Yeah. And so that that uh, has evolved over the years yep. to where earlier this year you you opened up your brick and mortar yeah. uh, located on, on Callcord, yep. uh, Thirst Coffee. Um, tell us about that experience and what that has been like preparing for the grand opening and then yeah. how business has been since you've opened. Yeah, uh, I think, like you said, we first met in Cultivate, mm-hmm. and that was a great like stepping point for me to be able to just test the theory uh, and engage with people. Then we we went into the farmers market, and that helped us grow. And we did caterers events, and yep. that helped us grow. So at every point, like I, if I if I had it my way, I would have just wanted a coffee shop sure. at the gate, you sure. know. But um, we couldn't really afford to do that, so we had those stepping stones right. that we had to go through. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. Yes. And so we shut down public operations to just focus on roasting coffee, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, which was frustrating. You know, you have this idea of like, this is where we're going to head to. But in every point you're hitting like walls. Right. Um, right. But yeah, essentially all those things helped me feel comfortable to be able to then this year launch the business and say, I understand the moving parts in my business sure. and I'm willing to take this risk. So it's, it surprisingly felt more calm and, uh, less nerve wracking, okay. less, I'm less scared to okay. take the, okay. take the risk and, and, and all those things because I feel like I have a good understanding of how I want to grow the right. business and right. how it can be grown. Right. So now no, in speaking with the few business owners, um, especially, business owners that really when the pandemic hit found it difficult to pivot and Mm -hmm. you know you might be on a trajectory but then of course operations shut down for a year year and a half two years um and we've talked we talked with them about the frustrations of sometimes starting a business that it's not always as glam as as people may think it is uh with those frustrations was there ever a point when you thought this is too much. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm ready to throw in the towel. Uh, what was that experience like? Uh, yes to all of that. <laughs> yes. Real, like no lie. Yes. to. 
and it came in waves sure. man, and it came at different times and um i think that's just the journey of entrepreneurship that's mm -hmm. the journey of being an artist is like you're you're putting things out in the world and it it's not always great but the validation is when people like are either purchasing it right. or uh, validating, you know what sure, I mean? Like sure, you sure. need outside validation. Absolutely. When that's not happening, everything just seems like, well, what's the point? Right. You question you know, everything, right? Everything is questioned. And then, you know, you're facing natural things that you have no control over. Right. No one does. Right. So, right. yeah, multiple times <laughs> every year, there's at least a point where I'm just like reevaluate everything and I'm like, does this still make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I have a family. Does right, this right, make sense right. for my family? And and, and I'm assuming yeah. um, there are days when yeah. you spend hours or most of the day away from your family yeah. because you're handling the business. Yep. But what it is that internal thing within you that keeps you motivated, that keeps you going? How do you keep yourself from throwing in the towel? It, it's the appreciation of like holding on to when those good times come around sure. and when you have the flexibility to be there for your family and um you ultimately ha you feel like life is not just happening to you but right. you're taking action like okay. well, you can be there for your daughter you can be there for your wife she's having a hard, hard day mm -hmm. uh if you if you know bringing the kids to the coffee shop and seeing them learn the application of working hard and getting to build community and like I go around and people know my kids you right know, right and I know that they would be looking out for them as well sure. because it's 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 happened already right you know um those are the things that keep me going and say that like I value this and I don't want to put myself or my family in a position where I'm sacrificing these kinds of relationships or these moments because of security right like, you right. know financial security sure um i want to be able to like look at my kids and say dream big right there you and go and they know that there you go it just it means work hard yeah. you know work hard for right. what you want and you know yeah and, and dream big i think you know because i say that to my kids also and i think you probably would agree with this it's also saying you can do anything Literally. There, are, there are no limits. Literally. you. In fact, we want our kids to be better than us in life, yeah. right? And so I always tell my baby boy, dream big, baby boy, yeah. because you have no limits. Uh, I've started, like, trying to figure out ways to tell my, ki my kids these things. And um, one of the, the ways I think about it is that as, like, kids – you see kids and they, they're playing, right? Mm -hmm. They can create and they can be a race car driver or mm -hmm. a nurse or whatever. And as you grow up, you get away from that. Mm -hmm. But growing up really is just like, you're still playing. Correct. You know, I want to be a engineer. I right. want to be a... You, An artist. It, you know? <laughs> right. And it's like, you just have to learn how to play that game. There you go. And play the game better every day. There you, you go. Know? If you want to yeah. play something else, you can do it. Yep. But you're going to have to learn to play that right. game. So it's refined, so it makes sense, and it has a structure. I love that analogy. You know, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about the coffee shop a little bit. So yeah. Thirst. Yep. Um, I know it's an acronym, mm -hmm. so tell us what the acronym is for. Yeah, so it is uh, Third Space Theory Coffee. Okay. And um, why Third Space Theory? Um, 
look thinking about our journey and our connections even cultivate mm-hmm. rebecca mm-hmm. who is the owner of cultivate mm-hmm. and uh, jeremy a husband mm-hmm. were really close friends of mm-hmm. ours and helped us bring this idea to life you know because they had the space and they saw something in us and they they wanted us to to pursue it you know we talked about the coffee shop the concept and um really they they invited us over i think their house for dinner and they were like what if you just like because i again my idea was like get a storefront get a physical location she was like why don't you just open up like a stand or something and I'm like, nah, that's not what I want to do. do that. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, um, but she, she really proposed the name third space. She was like, what do you think about that? And, uh, I think it's just seeing what we were looking for uh-huh. and what we were able to do uh-huh. within the time she had known us. Um, and I was like, okay, I like it. And then I just did some research on just like what, what's third space, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, came about like, there's actually a theory that as humans, we not like just want, but we crave this third space to build community, to be part oh, of wow. something that is like outside uh, your home, mm-hmm. which is your first space, mm-hmm. and then your work, which is your second mm-hmm. space. You know, bars, libraries, like wherever you multiple people go, yep. multiple people gather. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know each other. But you're still existing. In wow! The, so I've never heard of that before. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So that's third space theory is really just the the culture that we are aiming to build yeah. with thirst is just a space for anyone and everyone to exist yep. um, and just bring different perspective right. into Waco. Right. Well, and and I I want you to also tell us what can people expect mm-hmm. when they go to thirst and um for there might be some that maybe have never been what can they expect when they walk through the doors yeah um a very calm atmosphere mm-hmm. <laughs> very calm uh i think of thirst uh when i was putting this together is i want people to walk into my home and feel comfortable mm-hmm. and uh, be able to just go to a coffee shop and just sit. You don't have to meet with anybody and it feels normal, mm-hmm. organic. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the furniture is, is there for you to relax yep. on and just hang out. The music has some upbeat, yep. some, some soul, some, um, which just, I love, by you the way. Know, it's just a different <laughs> tempo. It's just putting you on this wavelength of just calm yep. and, and ease. Uh, and then uh, all my coworkers that work with me, the baristas, uh, are very, all pleasant, mm-hmm. uh, very okay. helpful. Uh, and they're, they're all able to have conversation beyond just like your work, sure. beyond like, you know, what you look like. It's like, the conversations that happen there are just progressive um, and encouraging and, you know, they're pouring into people and the same is happening back. And, and, and what I also, yes, to all of that, because, you know, as you know, I, I think I have a little addiction with thirst because I'm in there probably (laughs) weekly. (laughs) Uh, But also what I love is the menu items that they are something at thirst that you will not find anywhere else yeah 
Um, yeah. And a lot of those uh, drinks that we can order at Thirst uh, pay homage to the Latino culture as well. Yes. Like, for example, this Café de Olla, which by far my favorite that <laughs> in, in uh, yeah. up here. And so how did it those... Is, how did it those, is definitely uh, a favorite. Well, I it's can imagine. I mean, it is addicting yeah. for sure. But yeah. how did you come up with the menu items to try to really... Because I think that's what really stands you out is mm-hmm. what you offer on the menu. Yeah, so I think uh, if you've been in Waco, you know that the Lalo's Coffee uh-huh. uh, existed and was here for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I helped in the back end yep. of that and kind of bringing that to fruition. Uh, but ultimately, it had a good, uh, flavorful menu, yep. you know, and it was traditional and it, it exposed like cultural sure. appreciation and the community loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was just realizing that being in Lalo's and seeing people come back day after day and they were like mind blown by the like the recipes and right. the syrups that we were putting together. Uh, was encouraging right, and right. you know opening thirst i was like i have to <laughs> i was like i would be shooting myself in the foot if right. i didn't you right. know uh but yeah everything all the syrups that we offer are either made in-house or we partner with somebody yep. locally to right. provide that and I, I love think that i love it's the that. uniqueness um yes. I, I like again it's the artistry in me is that i want i don't want to just have the same vanilla that this place is having right. like right. i want to have a different vanilla i you know, we have a brown sugar, we have the cafe mm. de loya, we have a Mexican mocha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a ginger mint, yep. like a cascara syrup, like all these things are made in-house yep. and they make it unique. Yep. And so that you come there, it's worth it. You yep. know, you're getting this experience. Absolutely. That, um, we don't have a lot of parking, so you're getting this experience <laughs> that you had to walk over for. You know, but it's worth is, it. It's worth but it. But it's definitely worth well, it. Well, at least I hope so. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, from a consumer point of I view, it is definitely it. worth it. And, and man, you said something so powerful that it is either done in-house yeah. or you partner with other local businesses to make it happen. Yes. And as we all know, uh, while we're very appreciative of our chains and our big box stores that are here in our community, but I've always said that the local businesses yeah. are the backbone of our community. Yeah. And so for us to support local businesses, I think um, it should be intentional on our part. It yeah. should be easy on our part, but it also should be something that we encourage others to do as well, because you live in the it, community that we live in. <laughs> and man, like having a business or start trying to start a business here in Waco has really opened up my eyes in the, uh, reliance that you you can uh-huh. put into a community and less on the the big the big man or you know the big businesses mm-hmm. or um cha community helados yep, yep you know what i mean alpha omega yep. like mm-hmm. these are anyway from pinewood dichotomy yep. all these businesses i've interacted with right. at some point and have helped me at some point mm-hmm. and that's it, not even as a, just a consumer, but as a business owner, sure, there's like beauty in that, and, right. and there's collaborations that can happen yes. and growth that can happen. Yes. So, um, because I'm starting a business, I don't always participate in other businesses because it's just time. Sure, but sure. when when you can work with them on the back end, it's like it just as beautiful. I think. So, Andres, you know, um, I want to ask you two more questions before we end. Number one, what or your, if you can share some plans that you have for Thirst and where do you see it going in a couple years, five years down the road, et cetera? Yeah, 
Uh, that's cool. Um, there's coffee again is more than just the coffee. Sure. Uh, and that's something I've, I've really tried to hold on to as you think about growing a business, uh, about that ticket, you know, the ticket price and turnover on mm-hmm. how fast you can get the product mm-hmm. out in order to increase revenue. Uh, but what I really would love for Thirst is to be a space and people to know it as a space for all and for anything to happen. Um, that is something I looked for when I first moved into Waco was I just wanted to create and mm-hmm. I wanted uh, to host events and mm-hmm. I wanted to try these different mm-hmm. things or just a space that I felt comfortable mm-hmm. in. Uh, and I knew that the people that were there were rooting for sure, me. Sure. Um, so I want Thirst to, to be that. So right now things that are it, that are happening are poetry nights mm-hmm. on the third saturday uh third thursday of the month okay um and actually the next one's going to be coming up this thursday wow did i say saturday i'm getting thursday to, thursday yes. so we have uh poetry nights on the third thursday of the month at in the evening. In the evening, okay. yes. So it's from 6.30. There's a writer's workshop okay. that happens. And then after that, there is like an open mic. Okay. And you're able to go up if you'd like. But there's normally a um, featured artist. I love uh, and that. And that's also a collaboration with somebody that's in the communi- okay. community. And uh-huh. her name is April. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Big poet in yep. the community already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm just making that space available. I know? love that. Um, there's been birthday parties being rented out there's uh meetings for organizations that happen after hours so Uh people rent them out so beyond just like the transactional coffee there's like growth tangible growth that's happening uh, uh, making it possible for people to to meet and to make other things happen right 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 yeah let me ask you one more question for someone who's looking at this episode and is thinking of starting their own business, whether it's a coffee shop, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's um, a retail store, what are some words of wisdom? You know, I'm a firm believer that um, when we do things in life, uh, sometimes we have to learn the hard way. And hopefully that we, for those that are coming up behind us, we make it a little easier for them mm-hmm. uh, so they can learn from our mistakes possibly. Yeah. Um, what are some words of wisdom that you can share with some of those that are thinking about starting their own business? Yeah, um, man, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. But if you um, could pick two things. like Honestly, the simplest thing I could say is, changing the perspective on failure Mm -hmm. like looking at it as failure means that you get to now know that you need to learn something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes you're like what do i need to learn what Mm -hmm. do i need to know in order for me to to take action on on this thing um first step is take that action the second is when you take it whether you succeed and that's subjective right or you fail which you'll know when you when you (laughs) fail uh, that is just that you need to do everything in your power the next time to learn mm-hmm. from this feeling that you have right now mm-hmm. and it won't happen again. Wow. Yeah. That's ama- that's an amazing perspective because I think in my opinion, even, even my wife and I have a few businesses that we handle. Sometimes we look at when things don't go our way as failure. Mm-hmm. 
but it really isn't. It's mm-hmm. just learning how to change our perspective. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And sometimes it takes time and effort to do that. Yes. <laughs> and like I said, like my journey for now having this location is mm-hmm. that I've had a lot of failures. Mm-hmm. I've doubted myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And even when other people are like, dude, you're doing great. You're succeeding. I'm like, you just don't understand. Yeah. You the don't backstory. see it. Yeah, there's like so many things that I'm, I'm working on nervous about, but um, I wouldn't be here. Right. I wouldn't have the coffee shop. Right. If I didn't continue after those failures. There you go. There so you go. That's, that's the one thing I think is important. Awesome. Just the perspective, sure. changing your perspective, viewing things as life lessons. There literally. you go. Like you can take anything away from everything you do. Whether good or bad. Yep. Andreas, thank you. Yeah. It's been an honor, man. And I'm so glad that we finally got to sit down and talk <laughs> Me too, uh, a, a lot more about than just entrepreneurship, but about family yeah. and, and community. And so thank you so much for taking time out uh, because I know you're terribly busy. <laughs> and so truly, I want you to know that uh, with us at as HLN, you have a fan uh, and we want to support and help however we can. Okay. It's much appreciated, man. Thank you for always supporting and always being there, of course. being an advocate for not just thirst, but for me, like uh, me as a person, yes, I sir. think you see mm-hmm. something Absolutely. and I appreciate that. So we believe in you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you once again to all of our listeners out there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Orgullo Hispano. Uh, Stay tuned for the next one that we're going to put out. But also, I would be remiss not to thank our sponsors again, the Office of External Affairs from Baylor University. We thank them again for their continued partnership. And until next time, please take care. This episode of Orgullo Hispano was made possible through the generosity of these sponsors. The Hispanic Leaders Network is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Our vision is to develop and empower current and future leaders to make a difference in the community. To sponsor a future Orgullo Hispano podcast episode, email hlnwaco at hln-waco.org or visit the HLN website at www.hlnwaco.org.